I'm yeah. taking a shot. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I'm blinded by twilight. No, I can't feel. Yes, I can smell your blood. I'm a, I smell your blood from over here, Steven, and I'm, I'm ready for it. God, if I wasn't this close to you, I wouldn't want to kill you. But since I'm this close to you, I'm a, a little bit closer than six feet. Not, oh, I got to calm down. Sorry, that's my fault. I, I just want to murder you right now and drink your blood. Is that, is that cool with you? Because this is Real Rod in the podcast where we watch movies that only do 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm Nick, and that's... This is Steven, and... You're going to love my nuts. Okay, I can't wait to crack them open, because uh, there's probably a lot of blood in there, too. It's a substantial amount. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's housed there, but that's where it definitely travels through. Uh, hi, Nick. How are you? Thanks for, uh, thanks for that uh, pretty good. murderous threat. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it's just good to you. see you. It's good to see you. It's good to hear you. Uh, speaking of good to hear, it's also good to hear the other people that are on this podcast. Please welcome a joyous return for guest Jessica. Jessica, welcome back to the podcast. It's so great to have you back. Well, Hi, guys. Thanks like- for having me back. <laughs> First thing we do when you come on the podcast is overwrite your uh, your intro. Yeah, so there right, you go. Right, right, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we just block you. Uh, you may know Jessica from her previous podcast right before she got married. Uh, who uh, who'd you get married to? Um, that would be Kyle. Kyle. What the fuck is up, Kyle? Hey there. And he's back, everybody. Kyle's first podcast of the year. Uh, it's good to have you back, Kyle, as well. And uh, we're looking forward to, to the, we're looking forward to this this vampire pod because we are breaking dawn. the uh, the The sun has risen on the new year and on this podcast, and it we're ready for promising. it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, there's been a volcano explosion. There's been a possible world war threat. <laughs> Hey, but at least we're in an endemic. Yeah, at least uh, at least everything's okay. That's what I like to say. We got a big stuff planned for you this podcast. We're doing Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. Let me actually, I want to say the real title: The Twilight Saga: Colon Breaking Dawn uh, Dash Part One. That's what we're doing. This may be like the fourth or fifth title change in the in the Twilight movie series. Okay. Because you started with Twilight, then you went to Twilight New Moon, then I think it went to Twilight Saga. Then Eclipse, it changed to the Twilight Saga. And then now it's the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. I yeah. don't know how we they keep getting yeah. away with this. I don't know how they keep doing it. Just do you, just, we brought you on for a specific reason. You're the only one out of this whole group that has read all of the Twilight books. Is that true? And willing to talk about that, it. Let's, let's, but let's yeah. preface that real quick. Yes, I've read all of them, and I am willing to talk about it out myself in this public forum. That's fine. You know, we we all have our demons. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I love Twilight. That's uh, that's what she's trying to say, and we're uh, we're happy to have her on because we need an expert because we're 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 breaking it all down. We're gonna do everything from top five uh, YA franchises to uh, pitching our pitching our own YA franchises later on. So goddamn son of a bitch. So stick around for that. But first, uh, some movie news. Movie news, the Razzies came out, and I have a question for the podcast. 
Go right ahead there, Skip. Can we, is it time for us to stop caring about the Razzies? They're kind of, they, they're not as fun anymore. They feel more mean than anything. I'm going to disagree with you there, uh, champ. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we're no. a bad movies podcast, so we have to we have to take the Razzies into account. We have to honor the 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 movies that came before us, the movies that are that are at our doorstep, and the movies that are to come. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Kyle, can, can you even can you even take yourself seriously if you don't care about the Razzies as a podcast? How could you not story? care about How could you not care about the bad movies and then care about the good movies? You might as well not care about any movies. You can't have the bad without the good. You you can't. Catch the sheep, unless you become a wolf. <laughs> well, who decides what the what the bad movies are? I, I, if Rotten Tomatoes ever comes out with their own uh, their own worst movies, tomato wise of the year, we can switch to that. But until they do that, I guess we have the Razzies as I, our barometer. I, I I feel you though on on your waning uh, your waning interest into the Razzies strictly because. Um, Movies are slowly coming back. Like they're back. Oh, we're we're not we're not trying to say anything else uh, about that. Movies are back, but they're they're creeping. They're yeah. creeping back. It takes time. It takes time to appreciate a bad movie. Well, we have we have our choice for Razzie of the Year, and Woman in the Window was nominated, so it's in there. So we're happy about that because we love that bad movie. We did the Nick Stradamus pick on. We've that. already done it. We've already done it. We're hoping that's the choice. Uh, there are some other nominees, including. Uh, Diana the musical, mm-hmm. Diana Colon the musical about yep. uh, Netflix release, <laughs> yeah, which I guess is a musical of Princess Diana. Uh, we got oh Infinite starring Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. We got uh, Karen. Karen with a uh, Karen with Taryn. Karen with Taryn. Shout Manning. out to a previous episode and uh, a podcast that I kind of hope we do do. I said it. Do do. Yeah, you did. Take a uh-huh. shot, everybody. Space Jam. <laughs> Colin, a new legacy. Who here has seen that? Uh, Colin, Jess, did you guys get around to that one? Yes, we did. And it was we horrible. did not enjoy it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to save my anger for that podcast. Fair okay, game, well that's yeah. good. Okay, well um, now will, we know our second choice for hopefully a Razzie winner. I will save that box of macaroni and cheese, Space Jam themed, for that podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah, you can eat it the entire time and just mm-hmm. announce each thing that you eat. As I'm going to whip it. it each time I eat. <laughs> Into the microphone, just just so I can do that. Well, uh, uh, Ben Affleck was nominated for the last duel as a worst supporting actor, and and I couldn't disagree more. I thought I he was fantastic. He was all right. Yeah. He was okay. He was okay. Uh, hair and perfectly makeup. cast. Perfectly cast. Hair and makeup, not great, but everything else is pretty. But good. Jared Leto was nominated for House of Gucci, and uh, we couldn't be more happy about that. It, I cannot wait until you guys finally get around to watching House of Gucci. <laughs> So we can talk. Yeah, we haven't yet. They're we, keeping it hidden. We're gonna. I know they, they haven't the let it out. I think now that we know that it's not going to be nominated for any Oscars, I think they're going to put it on streaming. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows? Or they'll just hide it from the world. Ridley Scott's just going to be like, this is only going to be on film. Speaking of Oscars, the Oscar it, nominations also, okay. also came yeah. out. Yeah, Oscars are coming out. Oscars are coming out. Uh, any snubs, Nick? Any surprises? Uh, snubs and surprises. I'm going to have to go. Uh, surprises. Judy Dench for Belfast. You didn't think that was a strong performance in Belfast. I uh, I walked out of Del- Belfast, meaning walked out of the closet that I watched Belfast in. Oh, wow. No, I watched it in theater with my mother uh, at 9.30 at night. Shouts to Deb, who uh, occasionally listens to the podcast. Uh, we both liked it a lot, uh, oh, wow. but we didn't talk about Judy Dench one time after we walked out of yeah. there. So I'm going to say that. All right, that's fair. Other than that, 
I thought pretty solid nominations, you know, just run of the mill Oscar stuff in that, you know, they they just nominate Everybody's, seemingly random things all the time. Never really know. You know, everybody's talking about the big snub on Pig, and I don't see it. There, I didn't see a snub. I'm a pig head, and I still uh, I get it. I get it wasn't it. worth it. I almost watched. A, I I almost. I mean, I did restart Pig today. Oh, wow. I almost watched a little bit of Pig this morning. You strange. You very strange guy. It's a good movie. It's okay. It's all right. Well, it's a good movie. Agree to disagree. I mean, we both said it's a good movie. I don't know what we're disagreeing on. It's okay. Uh, Tom Jerry, uh, back back to the oh, yeah, Razzies Tom and first. Jerry. Tom and Jerry also got nominated for a worst prequel re- remake ripoff. I or feel sequel. like that's a surprise because there was a. Well, they 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 have two. Uh, they have a worst on screen couple and a worst uh, worst <laughs> reboot, <laughs> yeah. which which I feel like they don't deserve a worst on screen couple because Tom and Jerry that, that age is like fine wine. Yeah, when it comes to everything else <laughs> in that movie though, angels like vinegar. Colin Jost and uh, Priyanka Chopra. Chopra? Oh my gosh. Is that the worst couple? Or is it Tom and Jerry that is the worst couple? <laughs> uh no comment. <laughs> Speaking of no comment. Uh any any Oscar notes for you in particular? Um shame on um Warner Brothers for denying us these Oscar nominated movies uh by only playing them for a month and then taking them away from the streaming service. And then who knows when they're going to be back on the streaming service. Oh, yeah. I got gripes about that. I mean, yeah. I think that's fair. Is I think it? it's fair that they even offer it. Uh, the fact that they offer it is kind of insane for offered. us. You just got to take advantage. I think the dumb thing they did, so they released it at the same time as the movie but and kept it on for a month and a half, and yep. then they took it off. Yep. Why not release it in the movie theater for a month and a half, then put it on the service. Exactly. Make people wait a month. Yeah. If you're going to wait, wait. And then the people that really want to see it, they'll go see it. You'll make some extra cash. If not, you know, you'll get a fuck ton of people watching on the service a month and a half later. Yeah, you get the subscription and then And then take it off like another month and a half after that. Like, give people a chance. Yeah. If they wanted to, like, if they're think, if they're waiting the perfect, I think it was just a marketing it. tool to get people to subscribe to just sit, to and, wait. Yeah, yeah, to just sit and wait. Yeah, to just sit and wait and wait for a streaming yeah. service to provide something that hasn't yeah. been provided. This isn't that kind of podcast. Yeah, we're we need to a, move on. We're not a past podcast. We're a future podcast, and the future yep. is vengeance. The future is the Batman. <laughs> oh, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Uh, but <laughs> but first, the Batman. Kyle, uh, can I get a hell yeah, Kyle? Uh, sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Clip that part and save it in the podcast. Hell yeah from Kyle. Hell yeah. Uh, the Batman's going to happen, and our boy Rob Pat is making the rounds. Hell yeah. The Batman. And I don't think a lot of, there's not a lot of people that do interviews better than Robert Pattinson, just because he, he can't help but be himself a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, th- this, this year is the only year that I've ever heard his voice. Uh, that wasn't acting. That's so, true. There's that. Well, he uh, he did come out in GQ uh, in the latest interview for the Batman, and he said that he actually makes a lot of stuff up in the interviews that he does. So he just lies. Oh, okay. So I have a new game <laughs> for you and Kyle and Jessica. We're going to play a game that I like to call Liar Liar, Patton's Son on Fire. Mm. And uh, I'm going to say things that Robert Pattinson has said in interviews, and you have to tell me whether you think they are true or false. Are you guys ready to play the game? Ready. Ready. (laughs) The first statement. 
Corky Romano is one of his favorite movies of all time. So you know this to be to be I, right? I yeah. know these are facts or they are false. Okay, so... Okay. I only did ones that I know for sure are facts or false. Corky Romano is not one of his favorite movies. I will say false. Call out to uh, Chris Catan being on uh, Canton. Yeah. Being on uh, Canton. Big Brother. <laughs> well, going to Canton after his performance in Big Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, yeah that's we'll for see. sure. <laughs> What are you saying? Kyle, true or false? False. Jessica. I'm going to go true. Jessica is right. Corky oh, Romano is wow. one of his three favorite movies no along with you uh, freaking idiot. This is true along with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, another movie I can't remember. Oh great. So, there you go. What? So, Jessica's <laughs> got 1 point. Uh statement number 2. He doesn't wash his hair. He said it's like, I don't clean my apartment because I don't care. I have an apartment for sleeping in, and I have hair for just, you know, hanging out on my head. I don't care if it's clean or not. Is that true or false? I feel like that's true. Does he wash his hair? I feel hair? like that's true he does, because he, he does not wash his hair. He does not wash <laughs> He does not wash his hair. Kyle, you're saying true as well? Yeah. Okay, Jess. Yeah, I'm going to go true. I'm going true also again. The answer is false. It's that it's something just, that that, is, uh, that he regrets. He regrets lying about that because it came up a lot later on in interviews. And wow. he said, of course, I wash my hair. <laughs> wow. I have to occasionally. I have to occasionally. Wow. That's, that's, that's a, that doesn't say enough. Okay. Well, the next one. While on PR tour for his movie Water for Elephants, Robert Pattinson was asked if, if he ever wanted to run away and join the circus. He quickly replied, no, the first time we went to the circus, somebody died. One of the clowns died. Is that statement true or false? Shit just got real. Um, I'm going to say that's false. He definitely seems like he would want to go join the circus. <laughs> no, I mean, he would want to join the circus. Whether, but after seeing it's a whether clown he saw die a clown die, die or not. Yeah, yeah I want to say that's true. I'm gonna say but you, you won't go to a circus, but you're going to be in a movie about a circus. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was like his big adult thing to do was overcome his fear of circuses and, and be in this Yeah, uh, that's why he's Batman now. With, uh, Kyle, do you, Kyle, do you <laughs> think... Yeah, I mean, you have to have seen some things to, to be Batman. Kyle, do you think that he saw a clown die? I think it's... I think it's true. <laughs> it is false. He wow! Did, he, Damn it! <laughs> Rob did not see a clown die. Uh, wrong. He, he said that to Matt Lauer, and Matt Lauer asked, how did he die? And he said, his little car exploded. The joke car exploded <laughs> on him. <laughs> I love this fucking guy. Okay, his, his next statement. He wanted... I mean, his career started out as being a hand model. He started out as being a hand model. He said that in multiple interviews. He said, I got to say false. I started out as being a hand model. No, I got to say false. I, false. Cedric Diggory has maws for hands. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Cedric Diggory might, but Edward Cullen <laughs> does have good hands. So I'm going to go with it's true. it's true. I'm trying to church it up, son. <laughs> Kyle? I'll say false. The answer is false he did not yes. start as a hand model yes uh he was confronted by this with uh, jimmy kimmel and his mom was in the audience so he had to tell the truth that time and oh he God. said that it was a lie otherwise his mom would have ratted him out okay only two left wow. two left okay here's what he said this is pretty long <laughs> in an interview with gq he said last year he had a business idea. He said to himself, 
pasta really had some kind of fast food credentials at burgers and pizzas. So he tried to make a pasta that you could hold in your hand. He says he went so far as to design this prototype that involved using a panini press that he would use <laughs> where you would microwave the pasta and put it in with a bunch of cheese. And then it would you would gather it all together and heat it up and it would make a pasta that you could have in your hand and eat handheld. False. Did he try to make a handheld pasta? Steven says false. false. I mean, I like the I like the innovation. Oh, let but... me tell you what he was going to call it. He was going to call it Piccolini Cucino. Okay, false. <laughs> Piccolini <laughs> meaning, Cucino? Meaning little pillow in Italian. Oh, little pillow. God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pillow. a false. That's false. Okay, Jess. I really want it to be true. But I think it's false. It's true. He no. did. Oh, no. In his off time between movies, he did try to create a handheld pasta and went so far as to, as to create a prototype, which he almost burned his house down with. Oh uh, he tried to do it on the GQ interview. It didn't go so well. Wow. Well, Jess is leading <laughs> still by far. Last question. Last one. The actor had a teenage rap career, and, and Seth Meyers confronted him about it and said, I hope this is true. If it isn't, just lie and tell me it is. And Robert Pattinson said it was true and said he went by the rap name Big Tub and the Tabby Cats. He added color to the story by stating that in lieu of actually knowing how to scratch records, he would pull up and down on his hoodie zipper to simulate the noise. Yeah, that's true. I got to say that's true. True or false? True. True. Okay, well, we don't know the answer for sure on that one. <laughs> that one I wasn't able to get to the bottom of. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but it really feels true because I did read on in another interview with him that after he got his Harry Potter money, he got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So he went to Soho in London, bought a flat, and then just did music for a while until he ran out of money, and in which case he had to start auditioning for movies again. <laughs> and he thought he was going to be a musician. He never said whether he was going to be a rapper or not, but... I think it kind of checks there out. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a conspiracy theory anyone can But Big in. Tub and the Tabby Cats, that's a rap group I would go see. So he spent his money in like two months and then got hired for Twilight is what you're telling me because <laughs> he ran out of money. <laughs> he, I, I listened to an interview today with him and he said that he got the job on Twilight because he was fucking up a lot of auditions. And he, he would be really psyched about a project. And then the day of, he would lose a lot of interest in it and he'd have a hard time doing the audition. And so he was sleeping on his agent's couch when he went in to do the Twilight edition with Catherine Hardwick and said his his agent messaged him and said, there's Valium in my in my bathroom. And he was like, OK, I'll take some Valium. So he took some Valium. And on the way over to Catherine Hardwick's place, he was in the in the cab with the window down being like, oh, this is awesome. I, <laughs> I love this feeling. And then in the audition, he was kind of distant. And he's like, that was perfect for Edward Cullen. And then he ended up getting the part eventually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for all we know, it could be true. It could be true. But that was that was a liar, liar, patent set on fire. Thank you guys for playing my game. <laughs> and now it's time to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about Twilight, Colin, Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn, part one. Uh, let's get a little taste of it first. It's not too late to change your mind. I know I can do this. I'll meet you at the altar.
Breaking Dawn Part 1. Well, what's a wedding without some drama? PG-13, November 18th. Knowing what I know now about this film, that trailer. There's one line in that trailer. That trailer is, it's all sequ- all action sequences in that trailer, Kyle, just, just to preface it since you can't see it. Um, wow. Wow. What a mislead. What a mislead of a trailer. That's all I got to say. That's true. I wish they would have, uh, if this movie would have been marketed as the movie it is, I still would have, I might have gone and seen it because they would have been like, it's it's like a romantic drama the way this movie actually plays out. Not an action movie. It's like a romantic drama. Right, right. It's all it it could all have been filmed in one scene, in one setting. <laughs> Literally in one setting. Yep, it's true. Uh shot in New Orleans, by the way. Fun fact. Uh there you go. Dumb. Twenty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh the audience sixty percent. That's vastly skewed. Yep. For a myriad of reasons, which we'll get into. Well, we'll talk about it. The Rotten Tomatoes blurb is slow, joyless, and loaded with unintentionally humorous moments. Breaking Dawn Part 1 may satisfy the Twilight faithful, but it's strictly for fans of the franchise. Strictly for fans. I think that's the best way to put it. Did you have a uh, favorite blurb, uh, Stephen? There really is no polishing a Twilight movie, which by design will have to be both silly and terribly boring. Couldn't agree more, Katie Richards, Cinema Blend. Uh, Yeah, it's, man, silly and boring. Silly and boring. Sounds sounds like the books. But yep. that's just me being uh critical. Shouts to Katie Rich, a, a good uh film follow on Twitter if you uh, happen to be into it. Katie Rich on Twitter. Follow Katie Rich. Believe it. Uh mine's from Monica Castillo of Dig Boston. Dig Boston, yeah, brother. Dig Boston, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, what Monica Castillo said. Pretty accurate, Monica. Thank I you. Don't, she whether she's talking about the Twilight Planet or our own, it, I think it checks out regardless. Yeah. Any any reality. <laughs> uh, Jessica, did you have a favorite blurb? I do. Uh, mine is from Bob Grimm at the Sacramento News and Review, who said hey, oh, local. <laughs> who said he almost sort of liked it. Hey, I think that that's okay. I'm on board with him. I kind of I kind of dig that opinion. Just amazing. Our guy Ebes did do it. Uh, he did review this movie. Odds Not him. Maybe Ebert. the maybe the dead dead uh, walking away corpse of uh, Roger Ebert. <laughs> I looked up uh, I looked up Ebert's last review because I was wondering what movie it was and that if we would ever do it. It's uh, to the wonder. No idea what that movie is. To the Wonder, I think, is the Owen Wilson, Julia Roberts movie. What? No, Wonder. No, is that's it? Wonder. To the Wonder. What's That's a different movie. American now. Experimental Romantic Film. Oh, To the Wonder is the Terrence Malick, Terrence Malick movie. Okay, mm. that makes a lot more sense now that I think Olga about Krienko, it. Olga <laughs> Krienko, Ben Affleck, and Javier Bardem. Well, uh, here's what G-Bird said about uh, Twilight. He said, Kristen Stewart is pretty good here. Although, like almost all actresses, she believes pregnant women rub their baby bumps Un- unceasingly. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't and he gave it two point five out of four stars. It's actually that's a positive rating. I think that's strong. Strong from uh, Raj. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Raj is into it. Raj probably read the books. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's horny for the that books. Seems for up sure. his, that seems up his alley. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, repressed horniness is kind of Roger's. You know, his vibe. Right. Kristen Stewart is really pretty good. Um. But we'll talk more about her, <laughs> and her performance later. And now it's time to go to the fat corner. It's been rebuilt. It's a renovated for 2022. It's got new posters on the wall. Move one to is Forks, a, Washington. Yeah, one is of Robert Pattinson as the Batman and as a Edward Cullen. It's it's pretty. Two pretty, forms of the bat. Pretty fancy stuff. So, uh, Kyle, can you take away the fat corner? 
Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm back at it. Here we go. <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, Release nice. date. November 18th, 2011. Oh, so I have to ask. Yeah, it's time for the Here's big question. Here's the famous question. Nick, did, did you, you see this for your birthday? This. The answer oh, is I did not. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I did. Yeah, probably not. But I'm going to do some more research while you say the rest of the facts. I want to see what came out of that time, because I always see a movie for the birthday. It's just whether that was the one. Did we see this in theaters? I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. Um, and Nick did. Shares, and it was Nick so bad share that a we didn't see the second one. <laughs> Nick shares a birthday with um, our good friend Andrew Mercer. And yeah. so when this did come out on their birthday, they wrote to each other on Facebook with me tagged and said, hey, Nick, how was your birthday? And to which they responded, better than Twilight for the next three to four or five years. <laughs> we said that for the next 10 years, and it didn't matter that Twilight stuff. It's probably still going. I don't know. It's I haven't still, checked the Facebook It's, in a it's while. actually still a thing. We just do it off of Facebook nowadays. Shout out to Andrew Mercer. Uh, that's actually the most, the, the most famous saying that's come out of Twilight. I'm almost positive. <laughs> You're still holding on. Let go. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, rating PG thirteen checks out. Which almost which, almost rated R, almost rated R. Yeah, I I read that somewhere. Go ahead, Nick. It, it it just can't be a rated R movie though. Like none of these none of these movies can be rated R. But it's uh, giving up the whole uh, the whole thing that they talk about for the first thirty five minutes of this film, a consummation of a marriage. Yeah, uh, so so it's a bit tough. It's what a bit tough we, what we heard of why it was rated R was because. Kristen Stewart's sex was too provo- provocative. Yeah, she provocateur. Was, she was thrusting too much. And I think I know what movie I saw for my birthday. It really checks out. Four days after my birthday, uh, 3D? The Muppets, oh. the Jason Segel production came out. Oh, wow. It did come out that year. Am I yeah. a man or am I a Muppet? I mean, that, that really sums up my life. It's a really good song. It's a great song. I think it won that one best original song at the uh, one of them did. Yeah, I think the intro song won. Happy Feet Two also came out that time, which is very good. Ugh. <laughs> no, no, you don't like dancing penguins. What is where they're not uh, real? Penguins. They can do it once. They're they can do it once. You can't. You can't do that twice. Jessica, no. Kyle's Kyle's missing his soul. Can you look around the apartment for? You know it? what? With that attitude, that's what made George Miller make uh, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. No, he needed Mad Max Fury. He didn't have enough time or money to make Mad Max, so he said, "I'm making two penguin dancing movies." <laughs> I'll show these blokes uh, in Hollywood. All right, runtime of the movie, an hour and 57 minutes. Pretty brutal, if you ask me. Uh, it felt, lot of, it felt really lot of long. The breakdown of the timing of this movie is actually insane. It is insane. <laughs> it's another third actor. It's another third act movie, like where, where just shit goes off the wall. Oh, I thought like you meant did. like the third actor of the movie was the runtime. It was like uh, the, it's like how Un- New York <laughs> is a character. Most overspoken <laughs> hero, yeah, is that runtime. No, what I'm saying is like uh, the, it's, an, it's like Crosswords. Crosswords. So much happens in the third act, and it feels so uh, so so over overtly. I mean, it's Twilight, so it's going to be overtly dramatic. But overtly dramatic on top of the overtly dramatic, you know. You're yeah, considering wrong. this is a two part ending, they could have definitely shaved some things in this movie that just weren't necessary. If the and we ain't talking stuff. Taylor Lautner, I don't know. I want to let it breathe more. Let it breathe more. <laughs> Make it two hours and fifteen minutes, and still leave it as a two part go, movie. You've got to go. Are we still leaving this as a two part movie? <laughs> I don't know. 
I have to see. I, I have to. I'd have to see part two, Jessica. You have to inform us about part two later on because I. You I, haven't seen part two. <laughs> no, I, I have, but I don't remember a thing. Shut up! You're lying. I, mean, I watched it for the first time this past year. How what? How yeah. was it? I feel like a lot happens in part two. Um, it was much better than this one. Yeah, there's action action packed. It was shorter by five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Yeah, they definitely could have stretched some of those things into this movie and at least I mean, taken out some of unnecessary pieces that happened. But we'll we'll get there. There's more it's quote unquote action though, in part I mean, two. Yes, well, that I sounds like three hundred yeah. million less dollars. Okay. Uh, taglines. Taglines, which this particular tagline is also a line from the movie, I believe. Okay. Um, here we go. Forever is only the beginning. And that's it. There you go. You did Pretty, it. Uh, yeah. Good job. Uh, fine. And it's fine. I, th- I believe he says that in his wedding speech. Am I wrong? And yeah, everyone, that's what he says. Yeah. I like that. And then everybody in the audience is like, oh, how sweet, so, how sweet. But it's really like, oh, you're making her live forever. I, I, know <laughs> yeah, this isn't yeah, a, really. I know this isn't a wedding episode, but I have to go back to that. How often, Nick, you're the resident wedding expert here. How often does the groom speak at a wedding, groom and or bride? Because I feel like that's a rare thing. Well, like I spoke, but it was mostly like an intro. Like it was just like yeah, thanking but, everyone for it, uh, yeah, being but there. But I that was s- it. No, during the ceremony, though. Yeah. Yeah. But not not to Jessica, I guess. I didn't. Right. I uh, mean. Couples <laughs> that say their own vows, I would say, is in the 25%. Say their own vows is one thing, but him like just being up front in front of a uh, hundred people and then saying his yeah. shit. Like that's almost never. Almost but never. That wasn't even his vows. Yeah. That was not his vows. Yeah. What's up with that, our Pat? You've probably been to a thousand weddings in your life. Almost never happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe he didn't trust the officiant. Hmm. Who was the <laughs> officiant? I don't even remember. Just some guy. Some dude. <laughs> some guy. Yeah, it was just some. Guy. No one notable. No one from the family. It was funny. If it was like this hundred-year-old man that he knew back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this like... is the oldest living officiant in <laughs> yeah. the history of the world. <laughs> Introduce you to this man. He was a former cardinal. I see him before he was I, I be think, uh, He married Cleopatra and Mark Antony back in the day. <laughs> yeah, because I think Edward's really just right from like the 1800s. 1900s. Early uh, 1900s. Well, I thought he was. He was born in 1906. Oh, okay. Is that true? Because I thought that he was part of the Civil War. He was not part of the Civil he's War. He's part of the the World War, the Great War. Oh, he's part of the Great War. Right? 1907. Kind of no. like Wolverine. He, no. him and what if him and Wolverine? No, yeah, part of the Great oh, War. Sorry. He's in WWE. 1901. 1901. Yeah, 1901 okay, is okay. when he was born. Crossover. Vampires versus Wolverines. <laughs> oh, cut that out part. All right. Cut that part out. I have a tagline. They're finally tying the knot. Until death do them part. Do them I should part. ask you a question mark at the end of that. Until death do them part. <laughs> that feels that's like suggest, that suggests it's a comedy. <laughs> if point. only that. <laughs> this needs to be like set in in Appalachia because that sense would work so much better if you say it like they're finally tying the knot until death do them part. <laughs> that that feels like a very cu- country sentence right there. Maybe uh, will death do them part? That could be good. That could be good. Something like that. What, Stephen? What's your tagline? Blood <laughs> over everything. <laughs> oh, blood over, really? blood over everything. Married, blood. married to the game. I'm over everything. Okay, I like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jesse, you got one. <laughs> Jesse, you have a tagline. 
just the classic phrase came to mind of first comes love, then comes marriage. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That that would get the leaves. That would get the twihards good. Well, keywords. All right, here we go. Age difference. Immortality. Okay. okay. Human vampire hybrid. What's the official okay. name of a human vampire hybrid? It's not Daywalker. It's it's a certain term in uh, the Day Twilight man. No, what did uh, they? Oh, no, they just call them hybrids, I guess. No, there's a name for them. It's a. It Mutants? starts with a ni- ni- Nile 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 N Y H A L. Well, I guess it depends on your Anibalist? your reference. Yeah, man, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, keep it going, Kyle. All right, uh, teen movie. And human vampire sex. Love human vampire sex. I. <laughs> it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think the number one human vampire sex IMDb credit is? So I clicked on that, and I, I delved a little bit into whatever that, that keyword brings up. So it brings up uh, 15 titles. 15 titles. There's one at the top that I think is pretty obvious if you think about it. It's between TV and movies. I was thinking of the human vampire hybrid from South America in the Twilight uh, saga known as Nahuel. <laughs> okay, Nahuel. N-A-H-U-E-L. Oh. Yes. Does that check out, Jess? Yes, he's in Breaking Down. It he's does. in the first one. He's in Breaking Down Part yeah, 1. Yeah, he's in them. Um, but the uh, official name is called Dampir. It's a uh, result between a union of a vampire and human. Oh, well, congrats to yeah. them. Yeah, congrats. But what do you think is the number one human vampire sex keyword movie? Um, uh, Dracula is one of them. Slash TV show. Oh, TV hey, show. Hey, it's only a TV so show. It's a I t- just looked it up. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. <laughs> the, st- the strain? No. No. Yes. <laughs> if you think about um, it, it makes a lot of sense. The only movie I can kind of think of is like... Angel? I don't know. I'm guessing Blade. It's not a movie. Uh, Blade is good guess because there is sex Because that's what, the... that's what Blade is. He's yeah. the result of that. He's no, that, a vampire, He's right? more of the human vampire oh, he's, hybrid. He's, he's, he's not the sex. He's, he's not the sex out. part. I'm talking about the sex part. It's a TV show. It's a TV show, HBO. Oh, True Blood. Yeah. Uh, True Blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number one vampire human sex show of all time, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of banging. Uh, not just between vampires, though, a lot, uh, between werewolves as well. Yeah. Hmm. But I this mean, came out This came out at the same time as the movies, too. True Blood. I mean, it, there was a reason that everybody oh, was uh, vampired out, and it was because yep. there was a million things going on that were all vampires. Want to do bad things. <laughs> Did you ever watch True Blood? I watched the season or My two. My sister was super into I it. Thought it was fine. Uh, she split off when uh, they realized that uh, uh, Suki, Suki was, was a, like uh, a fairy. fairy? Yeah, yeah, fairy. Yeah, that makes exactly. it. Yeah, that's, jumped that's, the shark with that's that. what happened with me too. What's our budget, Kyle? Budget one hundred and ten million. Okay. It seems what low. It grossed. It's actually high. Okay. I, you I, want to talk about it? Is that high? So I did some research on it. That was like double any budget they had gotten up until that point. Oh, that okay. The, oh, that wow. Makes sense then. Yeah. No, that makes more the sense. The first movie, I think, is in like the 30s. Hmm. 30 million. It needs to be. I felt like and that Catherine, was... A... And Catherine Hardwick, it was because it was the unproven thing and they didn't really know. They right. thought the max money this was going to make was going to be like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants money, which was like $40 million. Mm, interesting. So they barely break even. Uh, well, no, because it ended up project. it ended up making two hundred million in with like, the initial project is in the saying. first, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, first. Yeah. They but they thought that the max market for this was teen girls, and they thought that teen girls would only spend like fifty million dollars. Wow, and they oh, were wrong. Miscalculation. <laughs> turns turns out a lot of teen girls saw this eight times. The original Twilight saw eight times their first opening weekend. They made like one twenty opening weekend. Yeah, that's insane. 
110 for this budget. What's the take, Kyle? 712 million worldwide. Which markets do you think is taking the majority of it? Because it says here we have 281 million in the U.S. Where's that other uh, 500 coming from? Not a clue. But I think the European countries were were into Twilight. I feel like South America is super into it, too. Uh, because of it translates vampires, Christianity, the whole conflict of having Mormonism is, you know, it's we're going to talk about this whole Mormonism theory that you have uh, rolling with. <laughs> what you. do you mean theory? It's true. <laughs> That's the trivia. What's the trivia on Stephanie this? Meyer is Mormon. Ex-Mormon. No, she's still Mormon. No way. Yes. She converted back. She's still Mormon. Wow. She's a day walker. She's she's faith based. <laughs> faith based. Wow. Trivia. That's why nobody has sex until they're married in this whole movie. Then why is it sad? Then if she's Mormon, then why is she writing about sacrilegious things, devil worshippers and whatnot? Who's who's worshiping the devil? Then vampires. All, the vampires are actually very nice and not quite devil worshippers. They're bred by Satan. They, you know what happens with these vampires? Edward Cullen is a virgin. He's not raping and pillaging nobody. He had sex with other no, vampires. No, he no. hasn't. He hasn't. No, he's a he's virgin. Not. No way. For a hundred years, he's a virgin. He's a hundred year which, virgin. Which, which would make sense boy. with a little bit of the Mormon thing because, yeah, the whole reason he waits until marriage or whatever is because back when he would have been like courting a woman, it was it would have been proper. So he thinks of it as he was doing the same thing after it all It also been years. proper for him to beat women and, and be drunk all the time. Too. Nobody drinks coffee in this entire yeah. franchise. It's really weird. There's no Carly does it? There's no parties or anything. Yeah, there's no high school parties. Yeah. It's it's wild that this was I mean, it actually makes a lot of sense when you think back about it, but it it's something that now would be totally crazy to think that it would be as popular as what it a is. crazy concept. Yeah. Trivia, Kyle. Or trivia, Nick. I don't even know where to start. I think the number one thing I want to start with is Robert Pattinson boat driving, <laughs> because there's there's like a, a one minute scene where he's driving a boat, or two minutes of him driving a boat this whole movie, and he went to Brazil and learned how to drive boats, and the two boat lessons that he took, he crashed the boat both times. <laughs> and on top of that, he also wanted to learn Portuguese so that he could uh, he could say the lines of Portuguese right. And he did both those things, and that's why my guy Rob Pat is just an all-time legend. He he does he, he does it. things. He he gets really into it, but then he also doesn't care. It it really it's really like how I like to live my life. I I like to get really into a hobby, get kind of probably not very good at it, and then bail on it immediately. Mm. And so it speaks to my soul that he was able to take two boat driving lessons, and he was like, "That's enough." <laughs> and both those times he crashed a car, and then he was like, "I need to learn Bra- <laughs> I need to learn Portuguese." He learned four or five lines, and he was like, okay, cool. That's good. That's good for me, and I'm out. <laughs> so wow. uh, I'm a big fan. I love that guy. Sure. Um, do you have any uh, Do you have any trivia? No, I like this this caption of uh, there's over 1,400 special effects uh, a shot in the film. Most of them were used on Kristen Stewart to achieve Bella's pregnancy appearance. So the whole her uh, with the giant belly, her breaking her back, her with the whole blood <laughs> getting infused with intense. the vampire venom. Pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's That's a, why I feel like they show a lot of like the uh, the wolf scenes. They just like have them running over the hill and then you hear just like the footsteps. They don't actually show them transform. Like right. they I don't know. They ran out of They money. did not they didn't yeah. <laughs> They're like, We're way over budget with this pregnancy belly. We really need to uh that's not even counting the money that it takes to animate the baby in part two. Yeah. Something oh, that just, something that we should yeah. yeah, we should talk about because that baby was animated in part one. 
That wasn't a real baby. It wasn't a real baby? No, that baby was CGI baby. Okay, it was a CGI baby. They were all CGI. So I I listened to the the podcast that Rachel uh, recommended on the last podcast on Crossroads. Oh, yeah. Uh, The big hit done by Higher Ground, and it was all about Twilight. It was... It's six episodes. There's only five out. I think the sixth one's about to come out. But uh, they talk about going to Forks where they have the the Twilight Museum. And in the Twilight Museum is the Chucky doll, which they now call... It's like they call it Renee Chucky because it was supposed to be like the uh, animatronic baby that was there. But the second... It took one minute and everybody saw this baby and was like, we cannot put this baby in this movie because this baby is freaky as hell. (laughs) So then they spent the entire part two animating the baby and it looks even weirder, but probably not as freaky as this one baby that they had. Look at that fake baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, gross. And he's covered there in um, strawberry jam and cream cheese. So... (laughs) That was my fun fact. That was it, your fun. Oh my pup, it was it's a puppet and a real three week old baby. So it like it depends on the scene. That might have been a real wow. one, but every other thing. That was is like the only puppet. yeah, the a facing scene, like where it's facing <laughs> the camera it had to have been a real baby. We need some jam on this baby. Where's the smuckers? Well, I, I also want to talk about Kristen Stewart just like doxing uh, Taylor Lautner and saying that he was in tears when the cast watched the unfinished cut of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> is it because it was so bad? That's no, a, that's he, bad it was just, it was just Taylor he, loved it. Taylor just knew Taylor he was. Loved yeah, it. Taylor just knew he was about. never going to have anything like this ever again in his life, and that he it was <laughs> ending for him. Abducted future contender. <laughs> Shouts to Taylor Lautner, who is probably the most real rotten of the cast. Oh, he, man, he's, he's more. He's probably yeah. most of our, most our guy. Yeah, he's that should be a new category on the podcast. Who is most our guy? Who's the most real rotten guy? And I think he's the guy who crawled out the mud. That still remains to be seen because Kristen Stewart and Robert, Robert Pattinson doing just fine, <laughs> doing just fine. But uh, one fact, the last fun fact that I came across while I was listening to the podcast is about fan fiction, and that Twilight was like the dawn of a new age of fan fiction. So fan fiction yeah. started with like Star Trek. And like everybody being like Spock and uh, William Shatner's character, yeah, Captain Kirk, sex, yeah, yeah, having sex. But it it turned in, you know, this fanfic that exists throughout time. But it reached a new level with Twilight of women inserting themselves or inserting new characters into the Bella spot because Bella's so inactive a lot of the time in the series right, right. that they they would add a new. She's one too busy in, in her head. Yeah, which I mean is part of the. The way it works in a book is like somebody can be in their head, but yeah, in exactly. a movie, it's hard to be in your head. Yeah. Which is actually a different story about how they originally tried to make this movie for boys and girls. Yeah. And so they made the original one, they had this guy write, and they're like, you need to make Bella more. So they made her a star track athlete. They gave her a gun and there's jet skis and it's just like fucking wild. <laughs> and I was like, I would watch the shit out of the movie. And I think that's exactly what they're hoping for. But uh, Catherine Harwood came in and she's like, no, you got to do the book. And like what they ended up doing was the book and it makes a lot of sense. But something that came out of the Twilight fan fiction is a former podcast, 50 Shades of Grey. 50 Shades, the entire series was based off of E.L. Uh, James. BD- yeah, E.L. James wrote Twilight fan fiction and then, and then wrote a lot of it. And then it ended up somebody, a publisher was like, we like this. She pulled it all, put it all together, did control F. Found all the names, changed the two names, yep. and turned it into Fifty Shades of Grey and made millions of dollars. Yep. Wow. What? Yeah. Yep. And then Kissing Booth on uh, Netflix. 
I feel like we talked about that on the podcast. I think we did talk about it yeah. on the Fifty Shades podcast. Like, this is the more surprising one. Kissing Booth. Though. Kissing Booth. A uh, the author of Kissing Booth. She wrote Kissing Booth when she was in her late teens because she was reading a lot of Twilight oh, fan Twilight. fiction. Wow. And she started writing Kissing Booth, and then it ended up being bought. However many a dozen years ten later, years ten, by year, ten years later by Netflix, and now she has three sequels, and she's just making bank. And she says she goes online, and people are like, "This feels like it's written by like a sixteen-year-old girl." And she's like, "It was, it was, you stupid idiots, <laughs> goddamn son of a bitch." So, shouts to Twilight for really giving people uh, a lot of creative. License. Yeah. Get those creative juices going. Am I right? So I don't know if that's on Stephanie Meyer for not being creative enough. <laughs> she was so controlled in her because nothing about this story yeah. is like out of control. Yeah, that it really gave a lot of people room to grow. Maybe that's the point. I guess to be controlled. I mean, that's the whole Mormon part of it all. It's like a very sterile environment. Sterile all, audience. Very literally, literally very all they Mormon can created so much fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, no. literally all they can do is just look at each other, yeah. and that's why this is this isn't even one of the movies where they spend the most time looking at each other. I watched. I right. I wanted to know what happened in the previous Twilights without watching all of them. Also, okay. I watched like recaps of each of the movies. Yeah, and each of the trailers leading up to this one was like there is ten minutes of just. Edward and Bella looking at each In other. Twilight, yeah, the first yep. one for sure. It's literally just Completely ten true. minutes, like of just them staring at each other the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it and makes then, a lot of sense. And more, the new movie is just uh, her and Jacob staring at each other for ten minutes, and then yeah, um, a lot of face caressing, you know, yeah. which is just that's the we're gonna talk about facial expressions here <laughs> later because I definitely want to talk about that. But but first, we need to break it down. There's obviously more than more than this uh, more to this movie than Kristen Stewart, Rob. Pat and Taylor Lautner. Uh, Kyle, give us the who's. We have director Bill Condon. Condon? Uh, uh, there you Condon. go. Bill Condon. Uh, director of Kinsey <laughs> Dream Always Girls. wear your condom. Uh, always wear your condom. That's what uh, Albert Kinsey said, <laughs> uh, which he directed, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Dream Girls, uh, Gods and Monsters, Chicago. A Nick, out of those movies, Sands, Dream Girls, did you watch any of them? Uh, I've seen Chicago and I've seen Kinsey. Wow, those are two I didn't. See. Well, I Chicago is great. I, I mean, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago yeah, like stabbed him with no. my knife no. nine times. No, uh, Dream Girls is the one I don't think I saw. Oh, really? I thought you would have seen Dream Girls. I've only seen. I think God. I tried to, but I forgot. Only forever. seen Gods and Monsters. There you go. Yeah, that really that really checks out for you. Gay love story. <laughs> uh, writer Melissa Rosenberg. Oh, yeah, Melissa Rosenberg. <laughs> She Sorry, wrote, no, all yeah, she wrote all the Twilight. She wrote all the Written some Dexter. Written some Dexter, not all Dexter. Not all Dexter. Uh, co-creator of Jessica Jones. Oh, she co-created Jess Jones. Interesting. Huh. huh. Did you watch Jessica Jones, Jessica? Mm-hmm. No. I've what, seen that. Is it, is it, is it Twilight-esque in its writing? No, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, it's a little bit more deeper. I watched all the first season of Jessica Jones because I was hungover and couldn't sleep. Yep. So I watched the entire season <laughs> on on a couch. I remember that day. Uh, notable crew. Uh, Carter Burwell. Yeah, composer. Yeah, our guy Carter. I couldn't tell you what song style this whole movie was in. You know, I thought that this movie was badly composed. <laughs> really, I didn't even think about <laughs> no, it. No, I maybe not badly. It was just the first time it stood out to me was the beginning when he does his first flashback and okay. he's like. I haven't told you who I really am. Mm. And 
leading up to that, it's like pretty happy music. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I was murdering people. And then it just right. shows him like biting murderers and killers. But you think he's going to bite a woman, but really he's just like, that twist. <laughs> yeah, he's ready really, to bite that lady. Yeah, he's ready to bite the lady, but he's really biting like the rapists and he's the murderers. Going, yeah, he's just yeah. going after sexual assaulters and killers. Yeah, that's what a that, twist. Love that for Ed. I'm so glad that Ed is a good guy. What you know, a twist, EC. He's oh a gentleman. Goodness. He's a Victorian gentleman. You got to give it to him. He's a gentleman killer. Uh, yeah. But Carter Burrow also a Knight's Tale. Adaptation three billboards. You know he's he's a well known. He's he could be a top ten. He's a recognizable name for me. It says you're doing a lot of Co- a lot of Cohen stuff. Is that yeah what Cohen? Yeah, yeah Cohen. Okay. Cohen. He's done almost all the Cohen movies. Uh, so he did Tragedy of Macbeth too. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, actors. We got Kristen Stewart. Obviously, is Bella. Robert Pattinson is EC. Uh, Taylor Lautner is uh, Miss, Mr. Jacob. Uh, Billy Burke and Gil Birmingham. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Swan, aka the dad. Yeah, yeah. Shelby said that was her favorite character is the dad. (laughs) (laughs) Just agreed. What you agree? (laughs) He's a Um, he's a comic relief. He's a comic relief because he's such a dad. Yeah, he's just like the one guy in the whole series that nobody ever believes, but he knows something's going on, and he's a cop too. So it's even more like frustrating for him man if only so there was a twist. I, I appreciate him how is there not a twist where he finds out everything he gets his throat ripped out by it, one of the no it werewolves. gives double meaning how to, is there not yeah it gives that double meaning so to the part where he is he's giving his wedding speech and he's like i'm a cop i uh I perceive things and then everybody's laughing but really they're laughing at him yeah, they're laughing they, at him because he has yeah. no idea that yeah. these are all vampires yeah <laughs> <laughs> you idiot we're cold-blooded well, that and his best friend is all of the werewolf people. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it, on both sides. Yeah, the, native, the paraplegic Native American. He's <laughs> <laughs> howling at the moon uh, at night. Oh, I, I'd like to live my life like Charlie Swan and just, you know, go with the flow. He just feels like he goes with, go the with the flow. Guy. Where, where, Jessica, this is a question for you. Where does he move? Where does he live when he's on, like, a beach with his wife when they get the wedding invitation in the, the beginning? other town. Is that where the other town is? Mm-hmm. No, when he's the one that's at the beach, that's her mom with the with her husband. Oh, stepdad. Charlie's not there. Yeah, the stepdad. Charlie's ah, like at home or something when he gets it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes. She's sense. in Astoria, uh, about three hours away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know I know way too much about Pacific Northwest geography. Yeah, local humor <laughs> for all those uh, pack. What are you trying <laughs> to go to Aberdeen? That's like four hours away. All those PN Debs up there. Uh, kind of notables. Uh, I mean, Anna well, Kendrick. Ki- so Kyle, Kyle wrote kind of notables, and then I wrote these are pretty notable people. But they're yeah, barely these in the are film. All decent. They're like barely in the movie. They're in the movie yeah, for maybe what, two minutes. Maybe two yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the exception of some of them. I mean, notable like, to the franchise. The <laughs> notable to the franchise, I would say. Quick question before yeah. we move on: uh, Anna Kendrick, who plays Bella's best friend, Jessica, is she is she uh, promiscuous? Or is she just um, falling in love with a vampire she, too? She's the pick me girl of like their friends group. So she is like the captain and everything. And so she thinks she's supposed to be this like, you know, but sex. Not I want to say like a sex symbol or promiscuous, but like everybody should want her and like. But does every kind of does thing. she fall in love with another vampire? Who's she hanging out? No, with but I film? mean, she's um, the guy that like notes about the cousins all being attractive that's technically the guy that she wants to date which is in the first movie 
falls in love with Bella instead. Oh, <laughs> and so she's always constantly getting like done, shown up by Bella. And so she like hates her, but is like also supposed to be her best friend. And like, oh, yeah, weird. yeah that was not mm-hmm. that was not conveyed in this in this film. Well, <laughs> I mean, w- there is a lot of there's three movies before this. So we exactly should, we do know who she is. Uh, is that well established yeah. in the previous three? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. especially the first movie, you get a lot of Anna Kendrick in the beginning part. She's using a lot of cups, so. singing a cappella, too. <laughs> in so. the cafeteria and all, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? But this is uh, this is her, no, her breakout Her breakout is Twilight, though. It's I would one say. of her first ever films, yeah. Yeah, she she was in Rocket Science, which was an indie that I, I liked. No but other than that, Up in the Air, Up in the Air was really her big... Yes. Breakout, and that was two years, uh, a year after the first Twilight. Right. Right. Uh, you want, want to talk about these other fools? Yeah, we got to mention them all. Okay, we got Michael Sheen. Barely in this movie. Bare- he's in the, in the post-credits. Post-credits, and he kills it. He's incredible. I love Michael Sheen. Just overacting the hell up. Oh, yeah, but I if you're going to be a vampire, that's your chance to overact, I, I'm going to say. He's also played a, who's also played a werewolf. He was in the werewolf series, the 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 what you call it? The oh yeah, uh, underworld series, underwear well, series. Uh, Kellen Lutz played werewolf, uh, one of the Cullens. Still don't know who that is. He uh, played uh, Hercules, I think, in one of the shitty Hercules. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Nikki, he had his moment. He missed it. Sorry, Kellen. Shouts to you. Come Sounds on the like podcast. Taylor Lautner to me. Uh, Nikki Reed uh, of Thirteen fame was cast by uh, Catherine. Catherine. Oh, she's she's the, the friend. Yeah, she's the shitty friend in Thirteen. Wow, I didn't she's catch blonde. Her she's blonde in this movie, so yeah. that's why. And she has contact lenses, so you can't really she's can't tell. But eyes. I think she really steps forward as like one of the better vampire actresses because you're like she wants to eat some blood. Yeah, she's the one that almost not Maggie Grace. That she's that the traitorous <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she's the one that almost uh, dips into Bella's belly after she cuts her open. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Jackson Rathbone is Jasper. Uh, he, why isn't he just Jackson at this point? Why? I, do you have I don't know why they kept. They had to keep the names the same. Uh, silly, silly. He he almost got the role of Edward. Mm. He's the one who did a screen test with uh, Kristen Stewart, where uh, Catherine, the original director, said. She's the one, but she didn't say that about him. So sorry for you, Jackson. And uh, last one, Ashley Green playing Alice Cullen. Uh, shout out to Ted. Ted, Ted's number one movie crush of all time. What Ashley Green in in, uh, in this movie. Oh, uh, is she Alice? just in this movie? She's been in other things, but I think she's most known for her her Twilight series. She's the one with the bob. Yeah, she's the one with the bob. She has longer hair in the. Uh, First couple, but if I remember correctly, I think Ted's really into the Bob. Uh, Ted, you can call into the podcast at nine one one four four six. The plot? Can we say it? In, can we say it? In you say twenty it. seconds. You got it. Uh, Bella and Edward are getting married. Uh, Jacob finds out that Bella wants to spend her honeymoon as a human. Or uh, wait, wants to consummate her marriage uh, as a human. He's horrified. Uh, for Edward's passion could accidentally kill her. Uh, Bella does survive uh, the honeymoon, but a new complication arises when she discovers she's pregnant and the child is rapidly growing inside of her. Pregnancy sets the wolves against Bella and Edward, but Jacob pro- vows to protect his friend. Who's his friend, Bella? Yeah. Because yeah. he got friend zoned by her? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's hardcore. Right. Yeah, hardcore friend zone. Didn't, didn't they like kiss in the second I think movie? So, so I think this is the time to ask Jessica some questions. So, Jessica, okay. question number one is Team Jacob or Team Edward, I think. <sighs> 
go back and forth on this, but I'm a team Jacob just because I want to be a werewolf. Wow. In, instead of a vampire. What if... Um, but for Bella, I'm, she's, she definitely is Team Edward. What if know. Edward's power to make you a vampire, instead of you being able to transform him a bat, you transform into an owl? Ooh, then yeah, I'm going to be there a vampire you go. instead. Right. Well, we'll never know, because that power has yet to present itself. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, they had to choose the grossest flying animal. <laughs> definitely an owl's cleaner than a bat. Oh, yeah, and they got those long yeah, legs that you don't sure. know about. Yeah, them long legs. Oh, God. I'll still never get over that. That owls have long legs. We just didn't know. <laughs> uh, question number two, Jessica. Favorite character in Twilight? Um, my favorite character is Alice. Is that Alice Cohen? Is that book? Is that book and movie related? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Edward, I also really like in the books more, but um, he just doesn't get translated into the movie well, which we can also talk about later. But Alice overall throughout, and I like her, <laughs> I almost called it her superpower, her um, future ability, yeah, I guess foresight. it would be called. Yeah. yeah, her foresight comes in handy a lot and like his help is very prominent throughout the books too. So I like her ability the most and just her character overall, considering you know, they all have some traumatic way that they almost died to come back. And I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But I remember really liking that, too. Yeah. Her backstory. Yeah. I just watched Encanto, uh, the oh, Disney wow. movie. Wow. Very it's pretty uh, good. And that's, that's a very white way nice. for you to say that. In... Encanto. 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 I just watched Encanto. We do not talk about Bruno. We do not talk about Bruno. Uh, and in and Kanto, they uh, they do the same thing. It's like they each get one power, and it's it's Twilight esque actually, and I huh. I kind of liked that. Spoiler alert! Yeah, true. Uh, let's go with number number three question. Number one thing from the book that didn't translate to the movies for you? Oh wow! Um, it's without a doubt the way that Edward can read minds and thoughts and everything, mm. which is so hard to relay with just. The way that yeah, the do that is in the written. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Like, how is it you he can literally read everybody's thoughts happening at one time, which I think doesn't get brought up enough, and it's just not able to relate. And so yeah, it just muddies up all the dialogue and everything because some things he just does without needing to have the conversation and it doesn't translate if he just runs off screen all of a sudden <laughs> because somebody and mind you all the colons know this so they're all constantly talking to him in his mind when anybody else is around so it just it just it just never came through in any of the movies no does does it is ever is the book ever from his perspective or is it always bella inside her head there's now a book that came out uh, not that long ago that is written from edward's point of view i started reading it i just haven't i never finished it so um but yeah there is but not in the main series no it's all from bella's point of view mostly weird last question uh on the scale of one to ten how satisfied are you with the did you read the books before the movies yeah i okay. read um i picked up the first three before the fourth one came out um <laughs> I actually had went to Barnes and Nobles and just wanted to read a series book and I grabbed them, not really understanding what they were about. Um, then I got home and I started reading. And when it gets to the part, I think the werewolves get brought up first. I literally put the book down and I was like, did I just pick up a fucking book about vampires and werewolves? And I was super annoyed about it and I put it down and then 
um, ended up keep reading and I fell in love with them. So dang. Yeah. Yeah. I did listen to a thing that was like, that was the thing for them when they read it was you don't even find out that Edward's a vampire until he stops the car from hitting her in like the first, in the first book. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just like, know he like, like is super strong. You yeah. don't even really know that he's a vampire yet. You just like, oh, there's something up with this guy. <laughs> um, but overall, I would say how satisfied am I with the movies compared to the book? Like out of 10, maybe a five or a six because they did it. Right. <laughs> and like the last movie I really liked. And, you know, I like the I like getting to see it play out on screen, too, for the nostalgia. But it just didn't. It was so disappointing to hear like everybody love how Harry Potter translated so well and everyone was excited so when these came out i was excited too until i watched them and then it was extremely disappointing let's start talking about the movie you're making a scene i have the scene that i wanted to talk about is at the beginning i want to talk about the wedding specifically right before the wedding when something we already talked about uh Bella trying on her shoes. They don't fit or whatever. She she doesn't know how to walk in heels. She's never walked in heels. She's also 18 getting married. So let that be what it is. Mormonism. And uh, mm-hmm. she <laughs> she's laying on the bed and Edward's like, you know, before we get married, <laughs> I got to tell you some things. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, I murdered like 40 to 50 people before we met. Uh, but they were all rapists and murderers. And she's like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever works. And they just blew right Sick past bro. it. It was like five minutes. And then then they were like done. And I was like, okay. And then the two brothers come up to the window and they're like, bachelor party. And we don't know what happens at the bachelor party. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what is up with that? We all need to say, what do we think happens at, the, at a vampire bachelor party? Steven. You, so you don't believe what they said was true because they all they say is they're going to go hunt. Mountain oh, lions, yeah. maybe mountain a bear. Mountain lions and a bear. You don't believe it? Is go that kill you, a bunch of that, mountain lions and bears? Does it happen in the book? Do you know? Uh, they do go to a bachelor party, and he does. Yeah, that's their idea of it. Because remember, again, he's super proper, doesn't do any of that bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, so no their no way of doing that, he's gonna go kill some bears <laughs> because they typically feast on like deers or that something. Bewilders me that this guy is so. Just, so straight, so good, so straight laced. Yet he's a bloodsucker. <laughs> okay. He's How not. Happy he he doesn't do it for though. people. Sorry, he was excited unless, to go unless on the they're sexual party. assaulters like or murderers. They were, yeah, they were all like, they were all pushing each other, like buddy, buddy, like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be such a fun time. <laughs> they're just like, what if I was like, hey, Kyle, I planned your bachelor party, and you were like, oh, cool, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we're gonna bear hunting, and we're gonna drink the blood. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go kill some it's small a animals. Party. I mean. Clear Lake was pretty close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clear Lake was oh, fighting man. for our fucking lives the whole time. <laughs> I think our olfactory bolts are fighting for their lives the entire time. The wedding. That's oh, really all wedding. we need to talk about is the wedding. Yeah. So the wedding this is... This is supposed to be the pinnacle of this movie, yeah, and so it's in the is, first 20 This minutes. is literally what uh, all Twilight fans are waiting for. Well, first of all, they're actually waiting for the consummation of marriage, right? I feel like all the books have led up. The horniness of Twilight is yeah. almost uncontainable. It's it really it's is. amazing that it held its shape up until this time. And I it's borderline disgusting. I think that's why it hit a lot of teen <laughs> girls, especially teen girls who maybe weren't uh allowed to or and or like capable of. No, them and rice books is for the devil. You need to read Stephanie. I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, it was a part of uh, Harry Potter that I really connected to was when they were making out. 
like lots of snogging, yeah, lots, lots of snogging of going on. And I was just like, man, there's so much snogging going on. I need to get some snogging in my life. That's I need so to understand good. what this is about. And I don't know if that's how Twilight fans felt about it. Jessica, were you the same? What age were you when were you reading these? I read them. I mean, I'm not sure how long it was until the fourth one came out, um, but I had gotten it at least like six months before the the fourth book came out. So I was reading them while they were, at least the last one was distributed, but I'm not sure when the last book came out. You were in high school. It was in high school. It was definitely in yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah. Breaking Sorry. Dawn came out around 2007. Yeah, it's a good, good timing for a lot of people at that time. Right before the first movie came out is when the... But uh, so it all leads up to this like wedding and then the, they make the wedding kind of anticlimactic, very and, anticlimactic and wedding. weird. But yeah. really, they in the ma- book, it's really described as a crazy rich Asians type wedding for, okay. for wow. Forks, Washington. Yeah, yeah for, for 18 year olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Forks, where's that budget? <laughs> yeah, police chief's budget and Forks. I thought it was fine, but then once it started getting into like the reception and they started doing the speeches, I was like, "Oh shit, this thing is going off the rails." And they had that montage of like all the people giving speeches at right. the wedding and I was like, "All of these speeches are really intense and bad and I get it and I think it's awesome and I wanted to see uh either more of it or less of it." I didn't really know what I wanted it out of it, but it didn't really choose like a way for it to go. They kind of yeah. just played it down the whole time. If you wanted to make like a drunk wedding with some drama, make it a drunk wedding with some drama. But they they just acted like there was something that was going to happen the whole time. Like Jacob, they're like, oh, Jacob's not showing up, like blah, blah, blah. And then he shows up and then it's kind of fine, but then it's not kind of fine. They were low t- stakes. Yeah, they, low they stakes. Were, there needed to be like one thing driving the plot forward like the only thing driving the plot forward was jacob finding out that she wasn't gonna be turned before the honeymoon so here's here's the deal man would you have rather have this experience in uh in the twilight part one or have that experience like we witnessed in 50 shades freed where it's like the wedding sequence and then the honeymoon is all rushed within 10 minutes and then there's there's like three subplots though within the entire movie <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. I did like that they took their time with it and like kind of dwelled in the wedding. It was just like they didn't make anything happen. Like it needed to be longer if it was if you're gonna make this a big thing. Like make this the whole first act, not like half of the first act. It could have the way that the movie ends up playing out, it could have been easily in three acts where act one is the wedding, act two is the honeymoon and the pregnancy, and act three is everything that happens after that. Yeah. And it kind of worked that way, but it didn't really feel like it worked that didn't way. It feel, feel it. like they rushed through the first two and then dwelled during who knows when. Let's like, talk about 45 minutes about how Bella tries blood 45 for the first minutes. Time. <laughs> Everything took 45 minutes. Like the wedding felt like it took 45 minutes, even though it was only 20 minutes. And then the honeymoon was like 50 minutes, even though it felt like 20 minutes. And I was just right. like, I don't understand Yeah, what is important. Like they're, important? They're, they're joking around and it didn't really know what was going on. But uh, I'll tell you this much, Bella walking down the aisle and her with her facial expressions, <laughs> I understand that oh. this is done from a first person perspective and that the whole goal is like to understand that she's in her head the entire time until she gets on the altar. But like, what she got, Bella's yeah, balls no. or something? That was her really facial bad. expression when she... I think she's supposed to look relieved at Edward at some point, right. but her face just never changes and it's just like... 
Something's going on there, but it's not translating she to had me some that she's bad, happy in any capacity. She had some bad ceviche that morning, and it was going <laughs> through her as she was walking down that aisle. She could still smell it and everything. Yeah, right. That's right. She had the she had the sleek depends on. <laughs> yeah, that's I my out of all the speeches, the brother giving the speech saying uh, my favorite quote of the movie. Bella, I hope you've got enough sleep these last eighteen years, because you won't be getting any more for a while. <laughs> on the surface it's like a sex joke and on the underneath it's like she's a mortal joke and i kind of yeah, like that it hey, goes both ways you vampire you're and not then it cuts to i don't even know which mom it was singing the bedtime song and i was just like this is so weird go to sleep my love go to sleep when you wake you'll see me could you imagine? I mean, I have been at weddings where parents have sang at kids before, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's very sweet, and sometimes you're like, I hope this ends in the next five seconds because uh, it gets awkward quickly, and yeah. that's what's happening. Oh, yeah. My biggest qualm with it was that there was no dancing. No dancing. Where was where was, was the party part? One sequence in dancing, and they both were terrible at yeah, dancing. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Like, I wanted to see, there should have been like a vampire DJ on the side playing some blade music yeah. <laughs> and just blood from the ceiling yeah. and everybody <laughs> just dancing in the blood. And if you couldn't go that far, then maybe make it some random Force Washington guy that everybody hates and they're like, this DJ sucks and he's playing like uh, some some Kurt Cobain or something or like do, that. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, we, can we talk grunge. about the music in the movie as a whole though? <laughs> like the I music was. Should. The soundtrack was a bit off to me. Yes, it was bad. They were trying I kept to follow saying it. that it was a long uh, music video. It was all covers, <laughs> right? They the entire covers, time, right? All modern covers to, of, of to weird try songs. and get rid of the awkwardness of them not talking to each other. They just put it with a music video. Yeah, what was the <laughs> song was just... that they played during the honeymoon when they're in the boat and they're swimming around? Oh my it's god, really something dumb. And they're playing chess, right? They're playing chess. Or, yeah, they're playing chess first. Yeah. I'm gonna beat you, and then you beat me. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. It's just a horny scene the entire time, I guess. <laughs> it was just how horny right. can we be and it won't be at the same time? That's just what yeah. the entire... Uh, <laughs> well, they played some Bruno Mars, It Will Rain. Oh, yeah. Uh, a Thousand Years was the Christina Perry yeah. song that played during it. Probably the most famous Twilight song of all time and maybe the most famous wedding song of all time. They did like three versions of that song. Really? That wasn't the cover. They did like three versions I've of it, played though. Kyle, I got to tell you, I've played that song at more weddings than any other song in the history of songs. No, I, I It's no, A Thousand Years. A thousand percent right. behind that. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah. Very, very popular. Not... A thousand years. I could sing the whole song just because of how many times that I played it, and I've never listened to it on my own. Let's talk about Are You For Real, unless you guys each have a I talked about the out. facial expressions. I did want to bring up um, like the, the whole ineptness, uh, ineptness of uh, Bella's dad not knowing that there's vampires and werewolves about. How does any human not know there's werewolves and vampires about? Well, there's it, no real substantial would, thing. Would, would you believe in it? If you didn't think those existed. No, because there's always a cadre of people who believe in conspiracy, conspiracy theory. If people yeah. die a weird death and there's bite marks, like we're going to have some vampire hunters on our, on our track. Like how was that never mentioned in a book series? Like having a vampire hunter or vampire hunter coven coming after, you know, ancient va vampires. 
There's a, there's a chance that that could happen. That would be a fun uh, sequel, maybe. And hold like that, that keeps that, that keeps all the stakes high all throughout the book, all throughout the books, and all throughout the movies. Is knowing that like you could get found out at any time, and there's like there's like people that can come after you and know how to how to how to unalive you. I think what well, you're they saying, move. Yeah, they move every like. 10 years or so. So they move to like some remote location like Forks, Washington, and they right. go to school for like whatever their high school years and they're there for a little bit and then they take off and go somewhere else, which is part of that whole opening scene where Charlie's like, oh, look, it's graduation cats. <laughs> they're like, oh, or it's weird or something because yeah, that's dark. their like inside joke that that's how often they've graduated high school over the years. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that Edward's gone to high school. For a hundred years, let's give him the benefit of eighty years, which means he's gone to and still don't know how to birth a baby. Yeah, that's what I was going to well, say. Well, not birth too. a baby, <laughs> but like he hasn't been seduced by one teenage girl. There hasn't been one girl that's really like caught his eye up until Bella, who doesn't do anything. <laughs> Maybe it's based on the fact that spoiler alert: Bella has the mind block. She so, has. She so, so that's what happens, right? Yeah. That's that's what it is, right, Jess? That he can't read yeah, her mind. Yeah, she. Okay. There's that, and she has, like, a super potent blood to him. Like, there's something about her blood in particular, plus the mind block thing, um, that he's, like, even more drawn to her, in a sense. I think they they said her blood type type was, oh, behave, baby. (laughs) 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 My are you for real is sex is bad. (laughs) Yeah, sex is bad. It could kill you. It could literally kill you. Just like literally like if you have sex, you will die. Good thing you can (laughs) fantasize about this fake person all you want because if he was real, he would kill you, girl. (laughs) Robert Pattinson's big thing in, in all of his interviews, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with Bella because this character comes up to Bella all the time and he says, I want to kill you constantly. Yep. It's like me at the beginning of this episode with Steven. Yep. I want to kill you all the time. And just being near you makes me want to kill you. I'm the Joker, baby. And there's nothing I would rather do than give you some scars, <laughs> just like the Joker. Wow. And Two jokes on you, I already have them. And then she's like, I want to be near you all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to not be near that guy all the time? It, I, I just don't understand it. It's pheromones, though. They're teens. That's what I'm talking this up to. Right. Teen. Teen ignorance. Teen romance, first love. You know, the first time you fall in love, it's not always good for you, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, I think that that's what's going on. First of all, sex is bad. Second of all, the thing that comes out of sex is pregnancy. And it's saying that you're going to get pregnant within the first three times of having sex on your honeymoon. And that baby is going to be an ultra fast growing baby. And it's going to be a vampire baby. It's going to be like Jack and <laughs> Robin Williams things, and Jack. Things turned quickly. For how slow it took for everything to happen, it was an hour and 15 minutes until they found out she was pregnant. Right. And then it was 20 minutes of her in this very intense pregnancy. And I was just like, this is wild. I'm not sure I totally understand what's happening. Good thing her nails grew back within hours because she was chewing on a lot of them. (laughs) She looked really bad during the pregnancy. Yeah, Yeah, during the death, that was the whole makeup scene. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, skull. That was both good and bad, I guess, you know? What's your what's your favorite act of the movie? The marriage, the honeymoon, or the birth? <laughs> the birth. It has to be because that's the most action packed sequence of it, and that's yeah. like the most the most uh, the most dramatic uh, part of the whole film. Um, yeah, it raised all the stakes. Um, if you thought that she was just going to die at the end of it, you're 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 simple minded. 
Um, she was obviously going to be turned into a vampire by the end of it. Oh yeah. Um, she was always going to be a vampire. There's no, there's no, there's no way out for her. They no can't, ki- can't kill out. Bella. That's for sure. I mean, that would have been a great, a greater twist if she survived the pregnancy and be like, oh my god, it's something that's never happened before. Like that would have <laughs> been cool. It'd been like Bella would have been a chosen one, uh, but they didn't do that. Jessica, what's your uh, most are you for real uh, thing about this movie? Um, probably them in the ocean scene right before <laughs> they consummate their marriage. Yeah, how they not bang right there? Like, uh, why that, do they have yeah. to take it all the way to the bedroom to, for them to to have to do it? And in the books, this is like Edward's that sex reveal that you guys were talking about, where he's like. The one thing in the books that is happening a lot is he is so damn sparkly, you guys. And he That's is what I'm not saying. sparkly. There's no sparks in this film. Ever. Even oh. with the moonlight, it was such a thing where I was like, that's probably one thing I do remember. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great scene. He's supposed to like glisten right. in the light. And he doesn't at all. And it just was such a blah, like, all right, like, yeah. are they going to get over this scene? So like, that oh, was they're very pale. <laughs> they look cold. Yeah, they look like that yeah. one's cold. What was it, December down there? Yeah, so that, and just so you guys know, the other for real thing that I had noted was the speeches and that kissing scene that they do when they get out of the taxi cab where everyone's dancing around that. Those were not in (laughs) the books at all and is so out of character for what was going to happen, like, for the rest of them. Like, that is not something that they would have done anyway. So when I saw those, I was like... I don't think these were in the books because right. they didn't, which is also goes back to like why they didn't have dancing and all of that because it wasn't, they didn't even want to have a wedding in the books. Like it was torturous for both of them to deal with it. So these things that extended the movie that I don't feel added anything really either were just like eye rolling to me. Yeah. Well, they, they said Meg's favorite line of any Fast and Furious franchise, which is this is Brazil. <laughs> And then they just had one scene in Brazil, and then she's like, "Oh, are we going here?" And she's and he's like, "Nah, we're going to this island <laughs> off yeah. the coast of Brazil." <laughs> uh, my down. my last are you for real is something that I don't understand because it's werewolf driven is imprinting. So <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this to us. But here's the idea of what I think imprinting is. I looked it up, and I still didn't understand it, but. So the way that imprinting works is a werewolf sees a child and he says, I'm going to be your protector, like a, like a parent. And then you're going to grow up and we're going to be friends a little bit. And then eventually we're going to be lovers, but I will only have eyes for you this entire time up from childhood to adulthood. And Jacob was trying to imprint on Bella, but it never worked. And so then when the baby was born, that was when he finally imprinted because he saw their life together. Is that (laughs) how it works? Not necessarily. Um, It does not absolutely have to be a child. In fact, it's, I'm pretty sure never otherwise. Thank God. As it's a child. So um, you see it with Leah and Sam, who's the leader of the wolf pack. Leah and Sam were dating as like, I don't know, teenagers or whatever, definitely weren't children. And then Sam met his wife, girlfriend, whoever she is, I can't remember her name, um, and then left Leah because he imprinted on this other lady. So I think in 
normal wolf packness. Um, you also don't typically get your abilities until later on in life. And the only reason some of the wolf pack got it sooner was because the colons moved into the area. And so, and then the army of immortal children were born and all the other stuff. Anyways, um, but Jacob just happened to be there at the birth of the person he was going to imprint on. Otherwise, he, I'm pretty sure, wouldn't have met her until you know, later on, potentially. And gotcha, Bella gotcha. is just the freak of nature that everyone's attracted to. I don't know. <laughs> well, she's so hot and mysterious because she doesn't say anything and keeps her mouth slightly open all the time. Yeah, and, and if she, it's not a open, it's biting a lip. I love Kate. Uh, shout out to Case Stu. I like Case Stu as she's a person. Bad. Yeah, she's not bad. Uh, real, real good stuff. I liked the fights between werewolves and vampires. I thought they made it like a fair fight, and I thought it, I thought it played out pretty okay. Yeah. Who could knew? It, who knew vampires could jump longer than werewolves? I didn't know that. Yeah, they can jump farther than werewolves, but they're not as vicious. But they're stronger. It feels like vampires are better, but also that werewolves would constantly get the upper hand somehow. Right. <laughs> I'm not really yeah. sure how that fight works, but uh, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought the I thought the werewolf stuff was was good. I like Jacob in the beginning getting really emotional and turning into a werewolf when he got the wedding invitation. Yeah. And then just takes off and they don't see him for days because he just turns into a werewolf and he's just like start, he's just like I have, running. Yeah. He's just like I haven't been a, a human in a while because I've just been in my feels. <laughs> so big fan big fan of that guy. Uh, my other good thing is when they uh, bring back Michael Sheen for the very end. And, they have to. He's the yeah, big bad, right? Yeah, and you're like, let's go. Let's go, Michael Sheen. And then he, go, he has Sheen. whoever that is murdered because she can't, uh, she didn't have proper grammar. So That was Maggie Grace. That's Maggie Grace? Was, right? Oh, yeah. No, MG. she dies in the second one. Oh, okay. Well, bummer. Yeah. Uh, did you have any good stuff? Not me. <laughs> Jessica? <laughs> Um, no, I, my werewolves and the wolf pack are also That's what right. I just really enjoy in their dynamic. They're my favorite throughout them. <laughs> Speaking of favorites. They're cool. Who worked for you in this movie, Jessica? Um, I put Alice every time. I think she just really did She's great with yeah, now bringing through that it. personality and that like hyperness and that bubbliness that Alice has. Mm. I mean, she's just nonstop with it. So I just think she's really good at it. Right. Yeah. No, that, I, I like the supporting the supporting cast uh, of, of vampires was very good. Even the werewolves were good. I, yeah. I enjoyed the yeah. werewolf. I'd agree uh, with that. Family. That's why I'm going Gil worked for me. Uh, pack leader in the wheelchair. The Comanche, uh, Comanche man, Gil Birmingham, who played oh, Billy. Yeah. The guy, yeah, he was in, who's in a million other movies. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm going to go Pattinson, too, because, you know, he looks like a vampire. I think he nails it. <laughs> yep. That's fair. I forget the name of the, the lady werewolf, but she was my favorite. The one who's in Dexter. Uh, my worst, I'm going to go... Lautner Taylor Taylor Lautner. I think he kind of overacts a little bit, but I yeah. I think he's fine. I was waiting end. for that Loka line, but I figured that's the different. That's a different movie. I think that yeah. he he had too much <laughs> on his shoulders. I think is what what it came down to is he he was they put too much on him to too be like muscle. the the emotion of the movie because he's the only one who can technically even show emotions since Kristen Stewart's character. If he has like have... no emotions and the, the vampires all the time are just like barely showing emotions. And so he's supposed to be the one who's like super emotional, but he just overdoes it. Maybe that's why he has such with a that childlike on, voice. With that on him. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Jessica, what do you think? I didn't like uh, Rosalie, Nikki Reed as her. 
Oh. Partially because her hair, yeah, but yeah. She, I, she gets a pass because I read that apparently her hair needed to be a wig because from the other movies, apparently she was bleaching and her hair started falling out. Oh, so she, she had to wear a uh. wig. So, but I just can think of so many other people. She just didn't relay that character because she's supposed to be this like strikingly beautiful. Not that she's not, but just, she just doesn't pass as that character for yeah, me. In the not, book, she's a lot more dynamic. She's, she's not blonde down. and pale in real life. Nikki she's Reed. Down no. less for bloody she's eyes. brunette and tan. <laughs> so I can yeah. see. Uh, yeah. That was the other thing. All the vampires face makeup. It looked like they all had just like white face on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caked up. So much. It looked bad. It, looked, didn't, it didn't look like they were pale. It looked it's like they were painted pale. Yeah. I don't know. And they're supposed to look like marble statues as like, not just pale, but like, you know, beautiful and like perfect at the same time. And their makeup just is so distracting. Yeah. Which is why uh, for character replacement in Friends or Defoe, replacing a character with either Willem Defoe or any of the characters from Friends, I'm replacing two of the vampires with Chandler and Monica from It would be the doctor, Friends. right? It would be the Hales, right? Replace the, the, Hales the two parents? Chandler and Monica, yeah. <laughs> Chandler and Monica. I think we need, we need a Monica. We need somebody who has order in the house who's intense. You know, yeah. And she she can be pale if she wants to. And then Chandler, we need we need some comedy in here. We need some. We need a sarcastic, snarky vampire, and I think he'd be perfect. You know, and and you're kind of you're kind of segueing me into this. Um, the easy answer, obviously, is to replace um, Michael Sheen with Willem Dafoe, um, but that's just the easy answer. the The complicated and hard truth is, you take um, the 1995 um, David Schwimmer and put him in as Edward. See, I put David Schwimmer as either Carlisle, the doctor, or Jasper, Alice's. At, 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 at this right. age. Yes, at this age now. But but a teenage <laughs> teenage David Schwimmer, who's more brooding? Who's more self-deprecating? He's, you who's can't more have, like... No, he's got two more... two. That's two people with dumb face all the time. Yeah, but that's a, but it's like that's why they're, they're so perfect <laughs> for each other. They're so dumb face. And then you got a little bit of comedy with uh, David Schwimmer with his hangdog uh, attitude and looks. <laughs> That's what you do. I don't know. He's too much of a sad sack. I'm David Schwimmin. I'm bothered. (laughs) Uh, Kyle also um, was talking about this with me, and he said to replace um, Defoe with Sam, the leader of the wolf pack. So every time he yells. He's not Native American at all, but I can just see him being real serious, and he yells a lot. (laughs) When he's yelling at Jacob or like just imagining him as a werewolf. Yeah, he'd be more intimidating as a werewolf, that's for sure. Jacob, you need to calm down. Uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Recasting notes. Uh, So Sofia Coppola was interested in directing this movie, but she she only wanted to do one part, and they wanted wanted to be two parts. So that's my way to make this fresh. Make it make one it movie. Make, make it one movie and have Sofia Coppola direct it. It's probably going to be fucking weird, but cool. Hey, you'll fall asleep to it, but... Uh, Hell yeah, brother. It'll get accolades. She would have done the exact same movie, but even artsier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Pattinson and Kristen Stewart would have been into it in that case. A lot of solar flares. <laughs> yeah. uh, my other way to make it fresh is make the wedding... Uh, make everybody get drunk at the wedding and just get yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, it uh, obviously can't happen because uh, they only get drunk off plasma. Yep, uh, but that's that's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, did you have any way to make it fresh, uh, Jessica? Um, I would replace just Kristen Stewart every time with literally any other actress wow. that is 
better. I can't, you know, I understand people don't maybe love Edward or whatever, but Kristen has just never been Bella to me. And I just can't get over her every time in the way her face <laughs> I get it. I also wonder if any actress is set up for success in that role because Bella no. doesn't do anything. No. I was looking up actresses just to see who people did think would have been better casted. And for some reason, Dakota Johnson actually really stood out to me. So I feel like it's not anybody can't play her. It's just I just really didn't like I think I just don't like Kristen. That's my personal. It could be my personal bias. Dakota could have been really great. If they were yeah, and roles. I think she's pale. Yeah, she's very. Like if Kristen she, she Stewart went and, and did uh, Anastasia, <laughs> wow. that'd be interesting. I mean, I'm part of the Dakota Johnson hive, so I understand it. I'm, I uh, I concur. Yeah, but, she's all right. But I'm happy that Case Stu and Robert Pattinson uh, got to hook up during this movie. Something we haven't talked about, and I think that is a uh, we benefit that they were two indie people on a mainstream movie, and you don't really see that ever. Well, for like, you see. You see people that get these roles and then they become like the sellout types and they never wanted it and they thought they were signing up for something different. And I think that had you gone to them today and asked them to do it again, they wouldn't. No, they probably wouldn't. But at the same time, I feel like uh, their journey together helped become the actors that they are now. Oh, totally. Which is night night and day differences. Like look at Pattinson and especially look at Kristen Stewart. She just got Oscar nomination. She just got Oscar nomination. And and Pattinson has done the last eight movies have done just been weird fucking fun movies. I mean, he just chooses cool weird. He's a big, big Safdie brother guy. He's a big uh, Robert Eggers guy. He's a big, uh, big C. Noel guy. Yep. But now it's time for the games portion of the evening. We're going to do the top five. Top five. We're going to do our top five young adult franchises. Young adult franchises. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Can we do no particular order at least? Just put them in an order. God damn it. All right, fine. Jessica, what's your number five? My number five is uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Is that what I have here? Oh, I'm reading it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to put that as my number five as well. It's a a great series. I I read uh, two, three of the books, and uh, the the first two movies were good. They were decent. I'm going Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Never uh, read the books, never saw the movies, never read saw the, the books, good books. And well, I read the first, they, they seemed like they were ongoing forever. I read the first few and the not counting the Netflix show, which I think is good. I also liked the movies, uh, Jim Carrey. I thought they were good. It was only one movie, right? I thought there was two movies. Was it just one movie? There's only one movie. Okay, series. well, I'm still I'm counting it. You count it. You and count it, it because series. it turned into a Netflix series. Yeah, yeah it was fine. a Netflix series after. So that's my uh, yeah, that's with, my uh, number Neil five. Harris, right? And then I'll say my number four is Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Uh, but Tumnus is an all-time name. Love Tumnus. Big Tumnus guy over here. Uh, Andrew Garfield was Mr. Tumnus in uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You know was that? he really? Yeah, yeah look that no. up. No. Yeah, look it up. Oh, I loved him in Tick, Tick, Boom, by the way. There you go. I Oscar Nom. Tick, Tick, all the Oscar Nom. Oscar Nom, yeah. I saw that earlier, yeah. Uh, my number four, I will give uh, just, I don't know why it's higher, but I'm just going to give it higher because the movie, two of the movies were entertaining. It's James McAvoy. Somebody, Andrew Garfield was Mr. Tumnus in something, or something. Andrew Garfield, he was in, he was in, uh, what you call it? Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Was he not? 
Stephen. Fan casting. <laughs> uh, oh, he's Prince Caspian. He's Prince Caspian. Uh, he was Prince Caspian, really? He was passed over in favor for another British actor. For oh, Prince okay. Caspian. He wasn't even Prince Caspian. He did an interview recently. Wow, where he talked fan about casting. That. Yeah. yeah, we got some fan <laughs> caster. Speaking of fan fiction, Stephen, tell us about the rest of your fan fiction, yeah, Chronicles of Narnia. Number four uh, barely beats uh, Chronicles of Narnia. It's the Hunger Games. Hunger Games number four. Hunger Games, specifically the first two movies. Cool. Because uh, those were the most entertaining. Uh, Mockingjay's a travesty. Two good books, too. I never saw the Mockingjay movies. Don't. I read, the, I read the book, and I was like, I don't need it. Yeah, you don't. It's The book is too sad. Yeah, yeah you, you don't need it. You don't need the movies in your life. <laughs> too much uh, politics. Another bad too. part one. That's something I didn't bring up. A lot of, a lot of movies yeah. based on part ones are terrible. Uh, Mockingjay. I mean, yeah. Twilight. Uh, or Breaking Dawn. Uh, Technically, Deathly Hollows isn't... Deathly Hollows I mean, Part 1 the, breaks the mold because it's actually entertaining. It's fine. Like, there's a it's lot. It's good. It's, it's good. It's there's just some not action as, sequences. The second one's better. There's that, yes. obviously, because it ends. But the first one is good because of the action sequences. It sets up everything. There's a lot of... Dune is good, though. Character Dune, Dune's good. Haven't seen it. Can't tell if it breaks the mold or you not. You haven't seen Dune? No, I haven't seen yeah, Dune. Get the fuck out of here. Dune was removed from the streaming You service. had a month and a half in the movie theater. You missed out. See? That's what I'm talking about. He's a It's the worst. Just leave it open. Wow. Shame this man. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Movie. Jessica, you're number four. Um, I'll just, my number four and my number three. I have Percy Jackson and the Olympians as wow. my number four. Um, I haven't actually read those books, but I just love the Percy Jackson movies. You like the movies? Uh, I've seen one of the I movies. Do. I do. I enjoyed it. I'm really into them. I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I would watch those all the time. Shout out to Annie. Uh, uh, she read the book. She said they were great. Great. And then my number three is actually Twilight. Oh, there you go. Twilight. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. My number three is Hunger Games. So uh, there you go. You did it. I'm with you. Good job. Good books, actually. Uh, movie wise. First two are good. Fine. First I two th- are all right. I think, did, I think great. They definitely did better translating Hunger Games than they did Twilight. So yeah. I would rather watch Hunger Games good movies point. than Twilight. I would agree with that. Good point. Steven, uh, you're number three. <clears throat> number three. Uh. Uh, just say it. Just say divergence. No, say divergence. No, I don't know. Maze divergence. Runner. Say Maze Runner. <laughs> I mean, I would. No, no. You love these, Maze Runner. These are all wrong. These Look at you. Wrong. It's Witcher. If they wait, made. I a wish movie. it was a young adult. They wait a movie. Um, <sighs> Ready Player One is my honorable mention. It's something I'll, that's I'll not that listed here, and I've totally. I'm drawing. And he hasn't. Back. Did the second one come out? The book. The second book came out. I uh, I read it. It is fine. But uh, Stephen, you're number three. My number three is uh, is going to be the Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. Because yes. <laughs> that is based off a young adult novel. Uh, you are the princess of Genovia. Yeah. I was going to say you're, you're number one, uh, but I'll leave you to say it. Uh, oh, I'll just spoil it. Mortal Engines. Yeah, Mortal Engines. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your number two? Uh, Put cities on wheels. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Mortal Engines, I'm going to delete this week. I'm going to delete my drunken uh, live tweet of Mortal Engines. Oh, so, no. so uh, by the time you listen to this, you won't have a chance to read, <laughs> read it. The movie's horrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> What's your number two, Jess? My number two. Oh, sorry, Nick. Yeah, you, I thought you asked me. How to Train Your Dragon. How yeah. to Train Your Dragon was a young adult series, which I didn't actually know. Yeah, it was a book. But the movies are phenomenal. Yeah. And I yeah. enjoy it thoroughly. So that's my number two. They're pretty good. Jessica, your number two. Uh, my number two is Hunger Games. Wow. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed that series too. Um, and they're a lot scarier in the books, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they did really good than Twilight, so that's why I put it above. I feel like the the Hunger Games world universe needs its own TV show. Like oh either yeah, a prequel a or, lot, or an a, after. There's a ton there. There really is a ton there. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah. The third book, she she just like blew everything up basically. So yeah, that's yeah. basically what happens. Uh, number two for me is also How to Train Your Dragon. There's nothing else much to say. It's it's a great series, and I think we all have a, a universal number one. Uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, if you don't have Harry Potter, yep. you're fucking wrong. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's the greatest young adult slash uh, ch- children's adaptation of a, of a series um, ever made in regards to a cinematic uh, level, and it's probably one of the most storied franchises uh, of our generation. If not the. Yeah, Jessica was talking Dumbledore. about it. Yeah, Jessica was talking <laughs> about it earlier, and that uh, a lot of... It takes a lot to... I can you can count on one hand how happy book fans have been after a movie has come out, and I think Harry Potter is maybe the most successful example of a book turning into a movie that there ever has been, and like has made the most people happy, and is maybe the most rewatchable of that book, where they both stand on like kind of an equal level. So shouts to uh, Sage Bot. I think they figured it out. As soon as I heard, I rushed down from my hut to give you a big congratulations. I know you'll catch the snitch first. I just know it. Is that, is that a robot hybrid? <laughs> that's from the. Hey, what was that? That's from the PlayStation game Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone <laughs> from PlayStation One. You're a wizard, Harry, in the robot voice. <laughs> I just know you will, Harry. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We did it. We okay. Did it, guys. Now it's time for the game. Uh, we're gonna pitch our own new. As we see, there's there's not quite enough uh, YA franchises that are doing too well, so let's each pitch a new idea and see uh, see how far it takes us. Yeah, see which see who's got the best one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. I think you're ready. Uh, my idea is a book series that I read this last summer called "The Fifth Season" by N.K. Jameson, who is a four uh, year old black woman and writes great fantasy novels. This is her second series that she wrote. It's called "The Fifth Season." It's about like. Uh, most concise way to say it, there's, there's four season. seasons, and the fifth season is basically <laughs> drought where everything dies. Okay. <laughs> and uh, there's, like, these certain people who have these extra abilities where they can, like, basically create earthquakes and, like, cause things to either grow or die and bring, oh, like, bring ice and Oh, they're rain. earthbenders. Basically earthbenders, oh, okay. but not quite on the same power level as an earthbender or, like, it's mostly for bad and not for good. Uh, there's three main characters in three separate storylines, and my three main characters are played by Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Zazie Beetz and Demi Singleton, and Demi is the young actress from King Richard. She played uh, Serena oh. Williams okay. in the new Still King Richard it. movie. Uh, some extra characters. We got Jeffrey Wright and Mads Mikkelsen, and then I need a pale, creepy kid who asks a Butterfield, but he's too tall to play it nowadays. So uh, I need, it's I need, the other kid. I need a creepier Jacob Tremblay. No, We're putting Tremblay no, back in. Bring on the Tremblay. Is it is Asa Butterfield Nightcrawler? Who's uh who's uh who's Nightcrawler? I just need Cody Smith McPhee. Ah, uh, he's too tall. Also too tall. I need a shorter, paler kid. Hasbula. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm still working on that last part, but it, it's a—it's uh, basically Lupita just wrecking shit. Okay, you know, and uh, that—that's my cast. That's my story. 
it takes place on three timelines, and then eventually they all uh, kind of converge. There you go. So convergent, divergent sequel. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, what what's your pitch? Um, the movie or the series that I would like to see is Crank by Ellen uh, Hopkins, which is <laughs> about a girl that basically gets addicted to crank to and her crank. consequences yeah. and everything. But I remember being so into it um, when I was reading it. And so I think you, that would be a really interesting you don't know young crank adult thing? series. I don't know Crank. Wow. Crank is like ultimate pro- uh, problematic book series slash like not problematic book series slash uh, very, very dramatic uh, a, a, a lot of teenage girls read that book. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I see. Who I don't know who I would story. cast. Who? You know, thirteen. Throw the book. Dakota in there again to play the main character for all I care. But um, who yeah, plays? So yeah. Who plays? Who plays Crank? <laughs> uh, her name. Well, Jason the main Statham. character's name is Christina, and so I think I think actually Dakota Johnson or like someone like Lily Collins could Ariana probably Grande. play her really well, especially after Lily Collins did that other um, movie where she had to yeah. like lose a bunch of weight Emily or had the anemic. I think. Emily and Perry. <laughs> <laughs> And Gay Perry yeah. getting addicted to crime. I like Dakota Johnson in that role. Let's give it to her. I think she can do it. I am going on the same, sort of the same wavelength with Jessica and choosing a book series that a lot of uh, a lot of girls who wanted the drama in their life and like would cause drama in their life, I feel would read this book. Uh, and, and it's just one of those like outrageous books that you wouldn't think a 13 slash 14 year old would be reading it, but Man, they're 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 all in. It is the Child Called It series. <laughs> so it is the series where uh, just is the autobiography of a guy who feels like he's getting overly abused and forced to eat diapers and all that fun stuff. And uh, you don't know this book series? You don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, Child Called It. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about It Chapter 2 or whatever. No, not the It series. No, A Child oh, Called Nick. It. So it's the kid who gets abused by his mom, and then oh, no. gets I know tra- about child called it, and I—that's something. Like, why haven't you mentioned the clown yet? <laughs> <laughs> Where's George getting his arm ripped off? Uh, a child called it is at the number one on my list of mo- uh, books that I just won't read because yeah. I don't see like I feel like I need to. <laughs> don't see an allure to it. Plenty of thirteen-year-old girls see an allure to it for some reason. Uh, but yeah, it would be an entire book series that'd be about the this guy's life and how he apparently comes out comes out of the mud. Figuratively and literally, uh. um, older version of the kid is Tim Robbins. Young, <laughs> younger version of the kid, younger but still older version would be Tim Robinson. <laughs> young version, the youngest kid would be um, uh, uh, the the kid who played young Anakin Skywalker. We're just gonna we're just gonna uh, CGI him. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Uh, uh, which movie you? <laughs> Kyle, which movie are you buying a ticket to? Which franchise? Well, I don't know. <laughs> um. Wow. Well. Which Chuck Palahniuk movie? I think I, I think, yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is the there first. There we go. Just a whole Chuck Palahniuk series. Yeah, this is Let's the first time I had. All the crazy movies. This is the first time I have a chance because mine's not the most depressing out of all these. Hell yeah. <laughs> Palahniuk, actually, is how you say it. Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk. All right, yeah. Kyle. Kyle chose all three? you choosing all three? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> oh, I'm deciding who wins? Yeah, you have to decide oh, who God. wins. Where, which movie are you uh, buying a ticket to? Who are you buying a ticket to? Man, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it! Just pick one. <laughs> I'll go with uh, I'll go with Jess's. Wow. <laughs> you know what you're supposed Can't to do. Can't wait. <laughs> Good job. 
Final thoughts. Better than the Big Green. But not by a long shot. Uh, it's definitely not better than the Big Green. Not by a long shot. Uh, Jessica, have you seen the Big Green? No, I don't okay. think so. Okay, well, have I seen it? Well, you're in for a treat. You're going to watch I've it I've had soon. it on before, you but you guys going to watch it. You really care. That's your punishment. Makes sense. You put it on. We're going to re-rate it. I'm going to give this, I'm going to keep it what it is, 25%. No. I think it's fine at 25. No, it's not. It needs to be lower. It's 10. I like it. I think it's kind of fun in an unhinged way. You're unhinged for even it's saying weird. that. <laughs> I think it's, it's I think it's crazy. This movie is crazy, and no. I think it's kind of fun. No, better than Kung Pao. No, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, I wouldn't say that either. It's a good unhinged. That's a bad unhinged. Ten percent. That's the re-rate. <laughs> Jess, what would you re-rate this movie? You know, when I re-wrote re-rated this earlier, um, and then I saw the audience score, I had to bite my tongue because I re-rated it to a sixty percent. Oh, like the there you go. Thought. Yeah, sixty. Aww. No, right I like it. Audience. Keep it. Keep it there. We like it. I mean, you're part of the audience. Yeah, okay, yeah so it, it that's fits. right there, right on the money. Uh, yeah. Nick, what's your blurb? Uh, my blurb is this movie colon something I won't watch again dash probably. <laughs> there you go. Good. Uh, mine is uh, when the dawn breaks. Depart this one. <laughs> Um, and I called this a disappointing first half of a two-part ending. Hey, <laughs> sounds like my love life. I like Real that, recommendations. I like <laughs> uh, my first recommendation is going up, going online and looking at Robert Pattinson memes. Yep, good time. Pat it's a memes. good time. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Robert Pat- Pattinson is bothered. Robert is bothered. Yeah, all, all good stuff. Uh, my actual recommendation: I just watched a, uh, a movie that was not here for an Oscar. In three categories. Three Oscars, yeah. In uh, animated, international, and documentary. The movie Flea, it's on Hulu. It's uh, it's, it's something. Yeah, it's great. It's not Flea the series. No, not F-L-E-A. Not That's Flea Bag. This is F-L-E-E. <laughs> it's about a, uh, a refugee from Afghanistan and his story. And yeah. it, it's, it's, it's pretty story. extraordinary. Pretty crazy story. It's great. Um, so real quick, Nick, do you do you think it deserves all three nominations and or which thing which which award do you think it would most likely get? I think that uh I haven't seen enough docs to say whether it deserves a doc one. Yeah, it's tough. But uh animated wise, I've only seen so many, and I don't think that it's very strong this year. So I think that it could sneak in that category. International wise. It's the only one that's going to come out of Afghanistan, so I think that probably out of the list of the countries available, it's one of the stronger ones. It's in three really, really, really tough categories. The I think the animated only makes the most sense because two of the other movies are Disney, and then the other one is Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is yeah, a, which and, is a front and runner. then there's another one on top of that. So it's there, like, yeah, there's another one. Um, yeah, no, it's a no, it's a good one. I recommend it. I'll recommend a uh, competitor in the best documentary uh, uh, nominee category, Ascension. It's on Paramount Plus. It is a uh, best way to put it: a fly on the wall documentary about uh, Chinese culture and uh, all the different economic and social statuses within China and the quest for the "quote unquote" Chinese dream, which is just a hyper hyperized version of the American dream. Is it is it like uh, American Factory where they work six out six days a week and like kind of fifty five hours a week? Glazes over that. So the best way I can put it is like if we're Americans and then all of a sudden. 30 years ago, we wanted to embrace Chinese cultures and lifestyles. We would Americanize the shit out of that. Yeah. That's what China did to, to Western culture. And that's what that's what show that's what's showcasing in this documentary. Hyperized version of Western culture. I'm in Chinese with Chinese values. I'll say I'm intrigued. It is. It's very interesting. Uh it's it's visually amazing. The soundtrack's uh pretty intense. So yeah, good. 
Jessica, do you have a recommendation? Um, yeah, I'm watching Seinfeld on Netflix, and <laughs> I uh, recommend it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Kyle also didn't want me to recommend this because I haven't technically seen it, but there's a 1975 film called The Astrologer. Um, Astrologer? That one of... Astro- um and there's a fun fact about it that i was told that there was no script they pulled tarot cards to guide the filming each day and i just thought that was perfect to recommend <laughs> so i will provide an update hopefully next time um but yeah uh, yeah speaking of speaking of no script and something you haven't seen i haven't seen a show called murder town i just need to watch that and too. uh apparently marshawn lynch was on one of the episodes as so they have will arnett is a detective and they have to solve a, a murder mystery and they bring on a guest uh detective a trainee detective who doesn't know any of the script and just has to improv the whole time improv and one of those improvies was marshawn lynch so yes. i and i've heard he's just like really good in it yes. so oh i want to watch that so, so i got we gotta watch, so I watch the astrologer watch murder town instead because yeah. i'm gonna go watch that and another episode has sharon stone and sharon stone is not cooperating the entire time <laughs> i've heard it's just wild the yeah. show is wild yeah i need to watch it uh kyle do you have anything to recommend uh, yeah, speaking of documentaries, oh. I'm going to recommend the Peacocks <laughs> series, Joe Montana, Cool Under Pressure. Joe Montana? <laughs> Montana. Quarterback, you idiot. Uh, yeah, that's a good series. Well, Jess, thanks for coming. Uh, if you're listening to this episode still... Rate us on Spotify. They have ratings now. Yeah, they do. It's pretty neat. So uh, give us five stars on Spotify, please, or else we are doomed and we'll never make any money off this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, if you listen on an Apple podcast, give us a rating there. Uh, I started a new film Twitter, and it's at Big Flick Nick. Uh, follow me if you're so inclined. Steven is S-R-A-M-E-E-R-E-Z. I think you're two R's. No, I'm one R. Okay, so say it again. <laughs> Sorry, A-M-E-E-R-E-Z on Twitter. On Twitter. On all social channels. Next episode, we, ha- we have a big one. Uh, the hint is Zach Braff. So uh, take for that what you will, uh, and then we'll be back. This is March 1st, so uh, on the 15th of March will be our next episode, yeah. and uh, we look forward to it. And then Absolutely. after that, it is the fresh episode. But right now? We As ask we you only. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ask you only. Yeah, Keep yeah, it yeah. Real. Yep. Stay rotten. Keep it real. And enjoy. Uh, Stay real. Enjoy. Uh, Keep it rotten. Some films are yep. ripe. Some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You watch a film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down. They turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. We're fucking